Welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. I'm Orla, your resident tree-hugging, lemon-sucking, garlic-crushing hippie. Talking all things female health and wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hey, and welcome to episode 62 of Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. And I recorded this last week and I just would not post for me for whatever reason. Uh, So I've had to re-record. Again, lessons in life about letting go. Something I've come to do a lot through the last few months thanks to COVID is learn to let go. Before I'd be running around like a headless chicken trying to get it sorted and be freaking out. And I think I gave it a couple hours and then I was like, yeah, it just doesn't want to go up. So I'm leaving it for now. I'll come back to it. So this week I want to do an episode. Well, not this week. I'm re-recording. It's the same same episode. <laughs> but I'm just doing an episode on supplements and hormones. Because I get a lot of questions in from people asking what's the best supplements to be taken to balance my hormones, yada yada yada, and and this is all over on my Instagram Q and A's. The thing is, when it comes to supplements, though, is and hormones, it's there is no such thing as one size fits all. As a naturopath and herbalist, I. I'm not treating a condition, I'm supporting the person. So we look at the body as a whole. And if one area is off, it can have a negative impact on another area. And that's the same when it comes to hormones. And I always say hormones are are like a domino effect. Because the whole endocrine system is completely connected, all hormones are chemical messengers that get sent around the body for actions within the body but when one hormone is off it can have a negative impact on subsequent hormones our bodies are in a say like a constant work mode to try and keep itself within balance it's homeostasis keeping the body within balance with the world around us, like our modern world, there's a lot of things out there that can disrupt our hormones. I've talked about endocrine disruptors and xenoestrogens a lot on here and I've talked about them a lot on my Instagram and Facebook pages. But even just life in general, especially stress. Anyone that's been coming into my clinic over the last few months or not coming in because I haven't had the clinic open, but anyone within the last, since we started opening up after lockdown, when they've been coming in and they've been suffering with PMS or lost periods or heavy periods or irregular periods, everyone's periods are all over the shop. And for me, again, as a naturopath and herbalist, I'm always looking at the root cause. Or I'm always looking for the root cause. I need to know where the problem is so that I can try and help bring the ba- 
bring the body back into a, a place of balance or support the body to bring it back into a place of balance. And predominantly it has been stress that's causing all these problems because the amount of stress that people are under is colossal. And what happens with the body during during stress, for women anyway? So we have our, I've talked about this as well before, we have our HPA axis and we have our HPG axis. Our HPA axis is our hypothalamic pituitary and adrenal axis. Our HPG is our hypothalamic pituitary and gonadal axis. So the HPA axis controls that stress response, that fight or flight or freeze. And the HPG is controlling your sex hormones. And because both the hypothalamus and pituitary are involved in both of those axes, when the HPA axis is in overdrive, it's having a significant response on the HPG axis. In other words, it's knocking out your sex hormones, your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. So I've been focusing predominantly on the HPA axis for women, trying to get that back into a place of balance. And when I've done that, it has had a massive result in balancing out the HPG axis, getting the hormones back on track. And we do that through the likes of herbs, supplements and nutrition. But the one thing I'm, I'm always saying to clients is like herbs and supplements, yes, they work. Of course they work. I wouldn't be working with them if they didn't work. But they can be used as a band-aid until you fix the environment of what's going on. Nothing is going to change long term. And that's where your nutrition comes into play. So I can advise someone to take all the supplements in the world, but until they actually fix their diet and their lifestyle, so what's going into the body, because that's what's going to nourish you, and then also your lifestyle, what's going on around you, how are you able to cope and manage with different stressors? Until they're changed, nothing is going to have a long-lasting effect. Herbs and supplements will help, but they're not going to fix the issue until something changes. When it comes to supplements, there are there's a few that I'm like these are your go-to. When it comes to the likes of PMS or irregular periods or even amenorrhea or dysmenorrhea <clears throat> or even menorrhagia. But before I go through them all, what I will say is always check with your healthcare provider before you start taking anything because if you're on any medication, certain supplements will have interactions with them. If you are on the pill, you may need more supplements than others. If you're not on the pill, you may not need as many supplements. And everybody's body is different and anything that can have a physiological effect on the system can have a, a positive or a negative physiological effect. And because it, each person has their own constitution, there is no such thing as a one size fits all. All of our bodies are different. So just be mindful of that before you start taking any sort of supplements or herbs. But the first one that is my go-to is 
usually a probiotic. And when I say this to people, people are like, yeah, but that's for my gut. I'm like, yeah, it is for your gut, but heal the gut, heal everything else. But why is this? If there's an issue with your gut, you're not actually absorbing the nutrients from your food. And that's where we're getting our vitamins and minerals from. It's it's from our food. It's not actually from supplements. Supplements are there to supplement what you're lacking in. Realistically, we should be getting all of these things from our food. But if there's any sort of issue with leaky gut or dysbiosis, you're not going to be absorbing these nutrients. So we need to look at fixing the gut first. And I'm not going to say the majority of women are on hormonal contraception, but there is a lot of women on hormonal contraception. And the pill, it actually disrupts your gut microbiome. Now, the gut microbiome, that's your ecosystem of bacteria, fungi, yeast, viruses, and they all live in the digestive tract. And it's a delicate balance, really, for keeping that in check for overall health and wellness. And that's going from your immunity to your mood, but also to your hormones. Now, the pill is a synthetic form of estrogen and progesterone, also known as estradiol and progestins. And studies are showing that oral estrogens and progestins compromise the integrity of the gut lining, making it more permeable, which means it, it's, it's weakened and the likes of toxic and even non-toxic waste can pass through holes in the gut lining. And then this is causing what's known as autotoxemia and chronic inflammation. Now, when this happens, the body isn't only becoming more inflamed, but that ecosystem, that gut microbiome, is becoming imbalanced. And the balance then between the good gut bacteria and the bad gut bacteria is out of sync. And then this is what's leading on to the likes of IBS and IBD, mood disorders, depression, and autoimmune conditions. Now, there's also genetic factors in there that need to be considered, but when the integrity of the gut lining is compromised, everything else is compromised, your overall health and wellness is. Now, what I will say is that if you're already on the pill and you do have some gut issues, definitely get yourself probiotic. But even if you don't have gut issues, I would be saying get yourself a a probiotic because these synthetic hormones are having such a such an effect on the gut lining. That's going to filter down. The pill is also having an effect like on that microbiome. So we have a gut microbiome, but we also have a vaginal microbiome and for women who are on the pill thrush can be a huge problem for them and this is because again the pill is knocking out that balance of good versus bad bacteria now as women we have or we need good bacteria known as lactobacillus and this is for keeping everything in check it's a word that doesn't just roll off the tongue lactobacillus is 
needed to stop the overgrowth of candida and that's what thrush is is an overgrowth of candida so making sure that you're getting a probiotic that actually contains lactobacillus is vital for your gut health but also your vaginal microbiome so because the pill is having this effect on your gut microbiome then it's having an effect on your absorption and what nutrients what vitamins and minerals you're actually absorbing. And the pill can stop the body from actually absorbing adequate amounts of B vitamins. So that's my next go-to. And again, if you're on the pill, 100%, you need to be taking your B vitamins. If you're not on the pill or any hormonal contraception or any other medication, you may not need to take a supplement. You can possibly just get it from your food, all depending. And it could be no harm to get the levels checked. But even if it says that you're within the normal range on the blood tests, they may be a little low or on the low end if you're feeling sluggish or you have poor digestion or you're irritable and have a foggy brain or anything like that. But your B vitamins are so important for your hormones. But not just for hormones, for so many other areas of the body specifically liver detoxification like b vitamins are essential for proper liver detox the and the reason for this is or not the reason for this but the reason why i always talk about the importance of liver health is because it's the liver that metabolizes hormones and excretes an excess of hormones or any other unwanted chemicals or bacterial toxins from the environment or from the food or heavy metals, all that. Like I always say, the liver is basically the general of the body. If if the liver's detoxification process is off, almost every other system will become sluggish and you may end up with an excess amount of unwanted estrogen and lower levels of progesterone. And then xenoestrogens are then floating around the system as well. But then your B vitamins are also really important for your mood. So especially the likes of B3, which is niacin. And this has an indirect effect on your serotonin levels. And the reason for this is because it uses an amino amino acid called um, tryptophan. And tryptophan is actually a precursor to serotonin. And like serotonin, I think... Do you know what? I'm not going to, to assume and say everyone knows serotonin is the happy hormone serotonin is one of your happy hormones and it also increases your cognitive function and increases your mood now you can get tryptophan from a a whole host of different foods from your dark chocolate from the dark meat in poultry but again it needs to be organic poultry But if you're someone who is on the pill or on any medication and you do have low mood or irritability, then looking at your B vitamins, specifically your B3. That's why I always talk about getting a complex because when your B12 and B6 is off, usually there's a lot of other Bs that are off as well. And when it comes to stress, your B vitamins are really important as well. Like your vitamin B5 is actually 
vital support for the adrenal glands. And again, that's going back to that HPA axis. Your stress hormones, your cortisol, adrenaline, noradrenaline, they're produced in your adrenal glands. And when you're constantly on go, 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 those hormones are constantly being released. So your B5 is really important for supporting anxiety and stress levels. When your adrenal glands aren't functioning at proper levels, if they're, if they're in overdrive, this is when you're going to start feeling wiry and stressed and that feeling of running around like a headless chicken and shaky hands or a shaky body. And when that happens as well, it's also having a knock-on effect on, like I said earlier, your HPG axis. But then we have our vitamins B12 and B6, and these are essential as well for the nervous system, for the adrenal glands, but also for the for cell division and for DNA production. B6 actually is essential for the production of the neurotransmitters that that will affect your mood. So when you're looking at PMS, those low mood days, that irritability, there's an issue going on with the neurotransmitters in the brain. Studies have come out and said that taking 50 to 100 milligrams of B6 a day can help to decrease those PMS symptoms, specifically mood. But when you are looking at your B vitamins, getting a good quality methylated B complex is important. When it comes to supplements, don't just buy anything from like your supermarket or any cheap brand because they contain a lot of fillers and a lot of the time you're not actually getting the adequate amount of those vitamins or minerals in the supplement. You always need to look for a high quality supplement one that doesn't contain a lot of fillers and one that doesn't have any sort of heavy metals within them the brands i would always recommend is biocare for your b vitamins and again the methylated complex the methylated complex because it's already in its most natural form it doesn't have to pass through the breakdown process with the the likes of the mthfr gene or enzyme, should I say, because then as well, they're like up to 40% of women can have a mutation of the MTHFR or <clears throat> sorry, of the MTH. I'm getting tongue tied today of the MTHFR gene. There can be a mutation. And when that happens, it means that it, your system isn't able to properly metabolize and break down certain vitamins, minerals, medications, viruses even so taking something that, something that's in its in the well within the closest state to its most natural form is your best bet and then my third go-to supplement for hormones or for helping with hormones and pms symptoms are your omegas So there are different omegas. There's omega three, six, and nine. But uh, omega three predominantly is what's needed for helping to balance hormones. But o- your omega threes are they're part of the phospholipid b- 
bilayer in the membranes of your cells. So this basically means that they help to regulate your cellular communication in every area of your body. And when we're talking about hormones, again, these are chemical messengers that are being sent to cells to perform an action. If these cells aren't up to scratch, they're not going to be able to perform their task properly, should we say. So your omega-3s are helping to regulate that cellular communication. And they're also, they form a large percentage of brain matter. So our brains are the, it's the fattiest organ of the body. I was about to say it's the biggest organ of the body, but it's not, that's the skin. It's the second biggest organ in the body. And, but it's, it's comprised of fat. And that's why when, women are pregnant they do have to up their essential fatty acids through plant-based or through animal products predominantly fish that's why everyone takes their fish oils but it's for that brain function and for those neurotransmitters to be able to fire when you have that foggy brain there's an issue with the neurotransmitters the messages aren't connecting because the the cells aren't actually nourished and they're not able to communicate to each other. So supplementing in with your good omegas is really beneficial, again, for the mood, but for cognitive function and for anti-inflammatory property, properties. And as well with PMS, and especially for anyone who has any sort of gynecological condition, there's predominantly a lot of inflammation within the system. Now, when it comes to your omega-3s and balancing estrogen, with sufficient amount of omega-3s can help to support like that optimal estrogen ratio and helping to reduce cellular stress, which can reduce the risks of breast cancer because breast cancer is an estrogenic cancer. Now, ALA which is alpha lipoic acid, is within your omega-3s, but it's especially useful for the purpose because it contains lignans, and lignans are phytoestrogens. And phytoestrogens are plant compounds that have lower estrogenic activity, and it has lower estrogenic activity, more so that it has... I'm really getting tongue-tied today. But it has lower estrogenic activity, less than estrogens produced by the body. So phytoestrogens can can block those estrogen receptors from utilizing the stronger, more harmful estrogens like the xenoestrogens that are in your endocrine disruptors. All those, anything that's, any of our foods that are sprayed with herbicides, pesticides, animal products that are given they're given antibiotics and growth hormones. So again, always looking for your, your best quality supplement because you need to make sure that it's coming from an ethical source, but also a source that's not contaminated. But the omega-3s are really important for the neurotransmitters, but also that m- metabolism and excretion of excess estrogens. There's also a link with 
your omega-3s and your testosterone. And as women, we do have testosterone and we do need testosterone. And actually, some people can have insufficient levels of testosterone and other people have too much of it. Either one is not good. We need the good balance of it. For women with excess levels of testosterone or androgens, which is your precursor to testosterone, they tend to have worse PMS symptoms. And high androgens is what we predominantly see in women with PCOS. Now, not all types of PCOS, because there are different types, but predominantly with your most common type of PCOS, it's the androgen levels are raised. And studies have shown that supplementing with a good omega-3, like two to three grams, can actually improve menstrual regularity and it lowers testosterone in women with PCOS. And then serotonin, serotonin, then omegas actually have a direct link with your serotonin levels. EPA and DHA are crucial for serotonin production. Um, EPA will increase the release of serotonin. Um, it does this by reducing prostaglandins, which I've talked about before. They're an inflammatory hormone-like compound, um, but they can inhibit your serotonin function. And then DHA increases the receptivity of serotonin receptors. So if you're someone who has excessively heavy and painful periods, that balance of omegas is going to be really beneficial to lower your prostaglandin levels. But it, so it's going to reduce those heavy painful periods, but it's also going to increase your serotonin. And that's going to reduce that moodiness right before your period or should we say in the luteal phase of your period in that second stage or second half of your cycle so when we're talking about supplements they've all got different roles to play and yes we should be getting all these things from our food but the problem is is in the modern world that we're living in is that so many people have so many gut problems because of stress and because of diet and lifestyle that we're not able to absorb these vitamins and minerals from our food. So we do have to supplement. But never supplement long term. I always tell people to supplement for, cycle your supplements. So six weeks on, three weeks off, another six weeks on. Again, this isn't for everyone. This is person dependent. Some people need more, some people need less. And there are other supplements that are needed for hormone balance. But again, it's very specific to the person. But these are my three main go-to ones for hormone production and hormone function. And for easing the likes of your PMS symptoms. And especially if you are on the pill or any other hormonal contraception, I would be very inclined to say these may help you a lot if you're not already taking them. Your probiotic, your B bits and your omegas. The probiotic is so important because you need to fix the gut. Once the gut is fixed, then you can start actually getting all these nutrients from your food. But until you get to that stage, you can supplement just to help reduce PMS, and then get you to that end goal of balanced hormones. But the thing is with balancing hormones is that it's not a one-time fix. 
hormones are constantly fluctuating throughout the system. So you always have to keep an eye on them and keep yourself in check. Again, lifestyle, nutrition, you need to change your food. You need to be in diets that are real food diets, not processed, packaged. Always look at the ingredients of things. If there's more than five ingredients, I'm inclined to say don't have it. Like, look, have your treats. Have it, If you can go 80, 20 or 70, 30 even, you know, that's phenomenal. But just being mindful of where your food is coming from. And then lifestyle, looking at reducing stress and tension. Practicing mindfulness, practicing meditation if you can. It's not one for me. I try, it just, and I, I will keep trying. <laughs> for me, I like movement meditation. I like yoga. I like grounding techniques, earthing techniques, gratitude techniques, all those. They help to lower my cortisol levels. So looking at reducing your stress is really important too. So that's this week's episode of Oral's Happy Hormones. And I hope it helped. I hope you got something from it. I know it was all a bit sciencey, but sure. Anyway, sometimes we need to go into the science. I know I love to waffle and give out my ramblings of my mind, but sometimes we need to go back to the science. <laughs> now happy friday happy weekend happy hormones